We're here until 7 o'clock, and we've got a lot of fun things planned. It is always more fun when you are involved. 312-981-7200. That's the number. When you call in, you'll be talking to Cody. Oh, look who came back from NerdFest Golf. He's the executive producer from Rockford, Illinois. If you're nice to him, you get to me. That's how it works. You can also, uh, let's see, you can text us. That's the same as the phone number. Cody doesn't answer the text. He reads them with dismay. He shakes his head. He uh, tries to get me not to read them, but I read them anyway. So the texts are there, Facebook and Twitter. You know how to do that, so I don't need to tell you that. We're going to talk. This is I Can't Wait. We are going to talk about the donuts, but not just donuts, a very fun tour that I didn't know anything about, mostly because it's called the Underground Donut Tour. We will meet the founder of that. Uh, we will also talk to one of the stars of a Broadway production that is coming to town because tomorrow is the huge Broadway and Chicago free summer concert at Millennium Park. So we will uh, talk to her as well. We'll find out what happened at NerdFest. I have a new theater review that we uh, that we will do uh, as well. And um, bad news if you're a parent uh, sending your children to a certain number of schools because the annual Princeton list of top party schools in the nation has been released today. And uh, I know uh, one person who I'm very uh, closely related to who was disappointed by the findings i say that uh, facetiously so there we go and uh let's see because he's in the building right now roger badish is here hello roger how are you well i'm doing great how you doing oh that's really it's so saccharine when you talk it's very what? lovely <laughs> uh almost like you really care i'm doing well thank you <laughs> excellent uh, did you have a did you have a nice weekend uh, it's been a busy weekend yeah, working here and here, everything sure. but yeah it's uh nice i'm glad the rain held off uh, for a while at least even though i know a lot of uh, homeowners who are seeing their lawns we turn need brown. The raid. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if the lawn turns brown. You know what it means to me? I have. I didn't have to cut the grass this week. Well, that's perfect. Cool. Yeah. So that was great. Yeah. And you know, and there's. I'm not one of these guys. I won't put a sprinkler out on the lawn. We don't have a sprinkler system. Oh. I, if the grass turns brown, hey, you know what? Okay, it'll rain, and then guess what? It'll Good turn sir. green again. <laughs> it's perfect. I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm more trying to walk the dogs, and people have the the. The sprinklers that go not only on their grass, but then they have them so they shoot across the sidewalk onto right. the parkway. And then you've got to time your walk, and I don't need that kind of aggravation. Yeah. And I don't need to cause that kind of aggravation for ni- my neighbors. So I don't water the grass. Well, look at you. You're, you see, you're doing good Plus, things. Plus, let's be honest, yeah. it's a little uh, ego maniacal of us to use all this fresh water that uh, we, we need on this planet mm-hmm. to water our grass. It just—it seems a little dumb. It's like, uh, let's yeah. waste some more water so that my grass looks green, and then I can complain that I have to cut it because the, gr- the grass won't stop growing. Well, maybe if you stopped watering it, it would stop growing. How about if they put uh, hoses in Lake Michigan and the siphon la- off the over? We don't know. Uh, no, no. no. We, we can need lower that the lake water. level. We don't need to lower the lake level. Well, you're sure we're losing beaches. some beaches, yeah. of course. But do we really need? Do you need to go to the beach? Well, close to me, yeah, sure. I don't know. I, I've seen some people at the beach that I don't think uh, I don't think need to be at the beach. Uh, all right, I so, won't be at the beach. No, but, I just uh, you said you. party school. And yeah, we're going to talk. You about and that. I have something. No, that see that I'm closer that, to it than you are. That, I was going to say the Southern yeah. Illinois reputation was in the 70s. No, at 60s. 60s, well, right, 60s, 60s, early, early 70s. 70s right. right, but yeah. it, it, since then it has it. You know, no, it has done. Southern has done everything in their power to take away any fun or party atmosphere. Uh, that was, you know, that started really toward when the end of that? my reign there. And okay. then after I left in the mid 80s, they really started cracking down on everything. So they are a oh. no fun. They are a no party school. Yeah. Plus, now but there's nothing on the, the strip heyday. anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, but now it's now it's different. Now it's uh, where the money is. So we will. Uh, the, we'll get I'm into looking that forward list. to the list. Yeah, sure. It's an exciting list. It's always fun to have lists. Yeah. Oh, you got to love lists. <laughs> 
Uh, Cody, welcome back. We missed you horribly. I know you were down wearing a cloak and had a lightsaber and maybe had a dragon tail on. I don't know what exactly you do down there at Nerdfest. I bring phasers, not lightsabers. Brian? You bring phasers, yes. Because you're set a, to stun. Because you're a Star Trekian. Because I'm stunning. Wow. Oh, wow, you are delirious. Have you been out in the sun? Yeah. Is there something? Dude, that was at Nerdfest. No one went in the sun that I didn't have say, to. I will say, I see. Well, we'll get into that after the news because it's getting it's getting close to time. And uh, Pam has been Pam has been waiting through the Sox game. She I saw her uh, busy toiling away in the newsroom, coming up with uh, what can only be described, I'm sure, as an award winning report. So we'll, no, not really. I no? just want to hear more about Star Trek. Well, we're going to get, yeah, Cody, yes. I love I love when Cody goes down to NerdFest, which it has an official name. We'll get it, we'll get it. Gen Con? Gen Con. Gen Con, which I still don't get. The generations of comic bo- of cons? It, it, a lot of, a lot of uh, inmates it, down there? Originally was near Lake Geneva, G-E-N, oh. for Geneva, yeah. It's well, from Wisconsin. No, no, it should be IndyCon. Well, you don't change the name of the convention after 52 years. Then why do you change its location? Because it, it was, How long has it been in Indianapolis? Uh, 10 years. Okay, that's long enough. Switch it up. Switch it up. It's branding, Brian. I, I understand branding here on the Brad Norman Show. We will, <laughs> uh, we'll get get into that in a minute. But first, what? let's see. Yeah, 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 I'm not good at branding. That's the problem. Chicago stories told 24-7 on WGN, on 720 WGN Chicago. Smart speaker users just say play WGN radio on tune in. It is 5 o'clock. That means it's time for the news. Here is the aforementioned Pam Jones. First, first, let's welcome you back because people always people always give me a hard time for making fun of Nerdfest. Uh, because do they? Well, see, yeah, they do. Why are you, why are you giving Cody a hard time? Why why are you making fun of his thing? That's his thing, Nerdfest. Uh, so this is a big for those who don't know. It's a big convention down in Indianapolis for get. It's mostly games, right? This isn't like a comic book convention or uh, one of those uh, autograph conventions that that we have out here in Rosemont a lot of times, where it's like. Uh, horror movie convention or things like that. This is just for for gaming and not n- not always video games. Very or rarely bo- video games. It's board games. It's, it's board, fantasy board games. It's board games, strategy board games, pen and paper role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons. Stratego would that be a part of the fest? No, no, no. That's a little too. How about uh, Battleship? They're a bit pedestrian. Really? Yeah, I'm talking games like um, Jenga. Uh, <laughs> that's not- strategy. No, not not so much. Not uh, so g- much. Games like Arkham Horror and Eldritch Horror and uh, uh, horror t- games. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> sure. Now, do horror games cause people to kill people? Not did, did anybody? <laughs> did you try to kill anybody after you played <laughs> your horror games? Man, I got real revved up after playing Twilight Imperium. I did not play <laughs> Twilight Imperium. That is a twelve-hour game. Uh, is no, it re- really? Played, yeah, that seems excessive. Oh, there's some. No, I played ter- Terraforming Mars. There's a there's a Civilization board game. There's so many board games. All I right. terraformed Mars, Brian. You did That's you? what I did. How'd that work out? You know, still not as good as the eighth grader that we had in a few weeks ago. Really? <laughs> who, who literally came up with yeah, ways. Yeah, she came up with a way to send uh, actual humans to Mars, yeah. which was fun. Yeah. So what game, what is your stock intro? What's the cloak game? What game do you wear your cloak for? My, uh, you know, I didn't bring my cloak this year. Your Dr. Evil costume? I didn't bring any Nothing? costumes. Why? What's the point of going then? Why do I give you the weekend off? I... <laughs> Like, I have the power to tell you you can't take the... I just like to sound like every once in a while like I'm the boss. Sure. I'm the captain now. Right, like you give me the weekend I off. I give you the weekend. I, I allow you to right. take the weekend off. Yeah, yeah. If and I by said, weekend, I mean three hours. If I said, hey, Brian, I'm going to travel this weekend because I'm going to go to a thing, and you were like, no, I'd be like, 
okay, I'm just going <laughs> right, to go I'm, anyway. Yeah, just you know, who cares what you say? Uh, all right, so you, you, but that's, is this the first year you have gone costumeless? Oh, gosh. You know, the first couple I didn't really, I mean, cause, yeah, because it's, it's, it is like, you know, there's definitely overlap between a comic convention and a, a comic entertainment expo and sure. a game convention like this. So there, there's some overlap, and part of the overlap is people dress up, and there's a big costume contest. Um, I, you know, it's fun to do because you, like, you kind of get—it's like half acting, half—you're yeah. just yourself. Like, people come take pictures with you, but then you'll, like— flip into character and you'll like say a line or like do something nefarious if you're a villain or whatever. And, uh, and it, it's a lot, of, a lot of fun, but no, this, I just, I just didn't have time right. to prep something like that would look cool. And now uh, is this the same where you were in one hotel room with 18 guys you because know, you're all, you know, in your thirties working and could afford your own room, but <laughs> decide to go for $6 each dude, you cannot afford your own room in downtown Indianapolis during Gen Con. Dude, we're talking like comparable to New Orleans hotel prices during Mardi Gras. That's insanity. Why would you, why would you do? It? And I like downtown New Orleans or downtown Indianapolis. It's mm-hmm. it's a lovely city, but well, if you stay at the because if you stay at like the Westin or the Marriott, so if you if you've never been to downtown Indianapolis, their convention center is phenomenal because mm-hmm. it's connected across the you just walk across the skywalk again, which helps the gamers not have to go outside a Why single would time. Why you want to go outside in the summer? But the whole downtown it goes so like the West End is literally it's almost like you're staying at the convention center, so you're kind of in the middle. Okay. But but the skywalk also goes to the Circle Center Mall where they have a extensive food court, and it also goes all the way. I don't know if it goes all the way, but it goes at least part way to Lucas Oil Stadium, right? Which is a gorgeous facility. Yeah, and they uh, in recent years last. Last few years, Gen Con has expanded to host events in Lucas Oil Stadium. Is that right? Yeah, so you can you can literally you play go Quidditch th- in there. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of gaming goes on there. They they have board games and other games. When we, we went a couple years ago for the 50th anniversary of Gen Con, they set up a big exhibit right in the middle of the field. Oh, neat! So you'd go there. You're learning about the history of Dungeons and Dragons in the middle of a football field, which is wow. Kind that is of... the antithesis of of who plays what where. <laughs> Still, <laughs> It's a little ironic. Because everybody playing Dungeons and Dragons was probably pantsed by a football player at some point in their life. Yeah. yeah. Not the, me. No? I was too cool. All right. <laughs> okay. What have I said so far this show? I was a suave and I'm uh, cool. I, you have given yourself a lot of compliments and um, humble was not one of them. Mm-hmm. Which is good because you have definitely not been. Well, I haven't needed to. All right. So what games are you playing? What are you? Uh, what is your... What is your fixation when you get to Gen Con? I, I really like Terraforming Mars. It's a it's a, just a fun strategy board game. You play against people and you play as different corporations trying to build up like uh, like different facilities that'll help um, basically terraform Mars. Now, um, are these games that you play on the reg, as the kids like to say, only with friends? And like that's the nice thing with board games is is like my friends and I kind of prioritize them because we live uh, my close friends from growing up live in different cities. Right. So like if we go visit each other, that's it's a fun time to do this. Like I only yes. get to play this game four or five times a year probably. Okay. Because I don't have, I mean, and yes, I could go to like, there's comic book shops with gaming rooms in Chicago and there's uh, Yeah, there's I've been groups. in a couple of those to, to pick different things up, never to actually game. And I'm always looking and going, huh, that's unusual. Yeah. People sitting around there on a Saturday night. But there's lots of facilities and, and you, you can like build community that way. Uh, but I've got enough friends. Yeah, you don't need any more friends. Don't need any more friends. See, now, if you were coming to my house and we were going to have game night, I would play a more traditional game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
I don't want to have to get dressed up. Yeah, actually, uh, Europe is where a lot of the advanced strategy board games come from. There's a whole genre called Euro games. And effectively, the number one difference between a Euro game and and American games, whether they're strategy or not, is Euro games are very low on anything that is left to chance. So it's all, you're always making strategic decisions, which means the number one thing is you're not rolling dice. Okay. Because dice are what can make or break almost any game. So, uh, I think I've somebody, got a phone You've ringing. got a phone call. You've got a lot of things to do. Uh, last night, according to somebody, the Drum Corps International Finals were at Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, which is a band competition. I've been there for marching band competitions in the past when our daughter was in there. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, I had a chance to go. Uh, Cody, you were not in town for this. This was uh, this is not a Broadway in Chicago production, but I got to go to another uh, theater the other night and see a, uh, a production, so we will give a Bowtie Theater review of Boogie Band. Does it take place on Mars? No. So the farthest thing from Mars. How am I supposed to relate? Well, I don't know, and I, I would feel the same about your games. Yeah. Uh, so, but you finish up. So there's no dice in these European games. Everything is strategizing, so you have to be kind of a, a thoughtful person. You have to have some smarts, it sounds like, to play these games. You can't be a numbskull mm-hmm. to play these. And yet I saw pictures of people running around this joint uh, at Gen Con, and some of them didn't look that bright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie to you. No, the, and there's a variety. Like, there's still some fun games. There's a game called Super Fight, and it, like you, you just draw cards, and you and your friends have to argue about who would win in a fight. But they're <laughs> but they're wacky cards. It'd be like Batman on a unicorn, or someone with mechanical legs and like a rocket launcher for a mouth. And people paid three hundred bucks a night for a hotel room to go do that. Heck yeah! All right, well, that's, that's hilarious, Ryan. Everybody has their own thing. Everybody has fun. This is a once a year thing for you that I allow you to go to. That you do allow me to go to. I do allow you to go to go to. So that that's you're welcome. We'll just put it that way. You're welcome. Glad you had fun. Uh, (laughs) I can Skype you in here next next year. How about I I call in every year? I say call us with an update, and you never call. Well, it's because it's over on Sunday, right? (laughs) And you and that's your day. That's your day to try to come back to reality, which is hard. I can only imagine, because you're used to being on Mars for three days, building uh, yogurt shops on the red planet, and now you have to come back and your wife is at the door with her foot tapping going, seriously? You've been gone for three days for that? What? And then she's got to listen to you go on and on and on about how you, you know, you slayed a dragon in some game and Batman was on a unicorn and he punched a Hulk who was in a wetsuit riding a fish. It, it sounds weird. Brian, when I get home from the station Sunday nights, I ha- my wife says it takes me a while to get back to reality. Well, sure. Let's face it. This is not, yeah. This, well, listen, yeah, thank I'm, God we didn't have, thank God this Sunday was not like last Sunday with the, uh, you know. There's enough going on in the country that we could uh, be lamenting, but thankfully this week we didn't have to deal with what we dealt with. I came back to a very chill week. Yes. Comparatively. Sure. You know, unless you work for the Bureau of Prisons in New York, and now your week is not going to be chill anymore. (laughs) Right. All right. Let's do this. We're going to take this break. We're going to talk about this show. Uh, Cody is back from uh, NerdFest, so that is uh, all is right with the world. We'll uh, do this, and then there's more. It's WGN. Did you forget? Did you forget how this show works? Well, no, I don't need it. No, we're already in. I like. I literally. I was getting a guest. I walked in the I, I door. Understand. I ran over to the mic, and I'm like, Brian, we got five more seconds. Be ready. And then you were ready. 
I'm always ready. <laughs> I forgot. I am supposed, always ready. I apparently am supposed to hit a button to play music, nah, so that was on me. You know me. what? That's an outdated concept. Maybe we maybe we forego the bump music. Yeah. It's because really, it's we're not uh, rejoining the network, are we? We're not on a network. What's that? What's Somebody that dropped the ball. This show really should be syndicated everywhere, and yet uh, nobody has. And that's that's really what bump music was for—to rejoin things. We're 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 not rejoining. If you want to syndicate us, just let us know. Tweet at me. We're both on Twitter. You didn't even need to go through our management. No, that's probably best anyway. <laughs> they don't even know who we are. Legally, love to see. What? Listen, just come talk to us directly. We, <laughs> I don't know uh, how illegal that was. I, I don't know. Uh, not... Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I. Uh, <laughs> You know, we, we love going to the theater on this program. We're going to talk to uh, Broadway in Chicago in uh, about an hour or so to talk about the big uh, Broadway in Chicago free summer concert, which is tomorrow. But I got to go to a smaller theater this week. I got to, I was invited to come on the uh, on opening night of a new show at the uh, Chicago Dramatist Theater, which is at 1105 West Chicago Avenue. Now, this is a... This is a show presented by None Too Fragile Theater, which is out of Akron, Ohio. Uh, the show is called Boogie Band, and it is a drama. So, Cody, this is different for us. We usually, when we go to the theater, it's for these big musicals, which are which are normally a ton of fun. Uh, this is a drama, and it is a it was a much different theater experience. One because of the venue. The Chicago Dramatist Theater is a seventy-seven seat. Theater. It was very nice, though. You know, obviously small, the venue, but uh, laid out perfect. Boogie Band is uh, a show that explores um, how war affects two soldiers of different generations. One is a Vietnam veteran, one is a veteran of uh, the war in Afghanistan. David Peacock plays uh, Lieutenant Colonel Lawrence Kaplan. He is a, uh, a therapist. You know, he's uh, so he's the he's the army therapist and uh, Travis Tefner is specialist Jason Winsky. And he is the young soldier who was wounded in battle and is now sent to the therapist because they think he has PTSD. Uh, it is emotionally jarring. It is honest. It, it was wonderfully acted exquisitely staged because of because it's just two characters and the whole play f- takes place in the doctor's office except for a few blackouts where then a character will come downstage and be in the spotlight everything feel you feel very involved in the story because of your proximity to the stage you are in the office as these two men are talking and you learn about Colonel Kaplan's experience in Vietnam. Uh, he is a Purple Heart winner. We find out what happened to him, what what has happened to his family. He's a career Army guy. And then you have this young soldier coming in, and the relationship that begins to build between the two of them uh, starts obviously one way and evolves. And you 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 can see the pain in both of them caused by different events, but all tied together by the same thing that they have experienced horrors that uh, thankfully most of us will never have to endure. And they've experienced war and how they've dealt with the memories in different ways, but their similarities are uh, frightening. 
You know, that it doesn't matter what generation or what war you were in, if these things happen to you, you will be affected. Uh, the show has won a lot of awards. It, it's in Chicago for a month, and then it heads to New York. It came from, came from as I said, Akron. It's won the Critics Circle Award for Superior Achievement, for Best Actor, uh, for Sound Design, Director of a Non-Musical, Best World Premiere in the Cleveland Area. Uh, it's won uh, Cleveland uh, Theater Scene Awards. So it it comes very well recommended. And it was... It was something that it, at certain times was almost too real. You know what I mean? It's like we were eavesdropping on someone's pain, and it was, um, it brought me close to tears a couple times because you could empathize with what was going on with one one or the other characters and their evolution throughout the show. Um, it is something that if you like drama, I, I think you would really enjoy it. Um, if you like something that isn't, you know, it's not going to always make you feel good. It might challenge you a little bit. Maybe you know someone who was in the armed forces. Um, it might be it might be something f- for you. I don't know. It would be interesting to talk to a veteran who's gone through something like this if they see the show. I don't know. I can't say how they would react to it. Um, because during some of the flashbacks, it's, it gets a little intense. But I left, and, and my daughter came with me. Molly was home. And so to see, you know, now we're two theater goers of different generations. And she said at first she, she didn't know. She wasn't sure she was going to like it because of the, um, the interaction between the two characters on their initial meeting. And I understand that because... You know, the doctor has to maintain a professional distance. And the kid, the young soldier, comes in. He doesn't want to be there. So he's going to be, he's a little off-put by that. And his attitude was a little bit. But the bond they form um, felt very genuine as time went on. If you've ever been in therapy, if you've ever uh, had to go to counseling, you can recognize how that relationship builds and builds. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it four bow ties. It is yeah it is definitely it is definitely worth seeing. It is only playing through August thirty first thirty first thirty first. They have performances on Thursday, Friday, Saturday at eight p.m. Sundays at two p.m. Again, it is at the Chicago Dramatists Theater, eleven oh five West Chicago Avenue, six oh six four two. You can call the box office at three three zero nine six two five five four seven. Boogie Band by DC Fiddler is. Um, Presented by None Too Fragile Theater. It's directed by Sean Derry, who uh, was it. And it was, it's been a while since I've gone to a show in a small theater like that. The last one I saw was a friend of mine who had been uh, in Tony and Tina's with me. And she was in an even smaller theater that only sat like 40 some people. But this was nice. We went in and... uh, Sean Derry was behind the bar. I, I didn't know who he was at first. And they had some complimentary beverages. If you wanted a, a wine or a beer or a soda, you could. Uh, you had a nice complimentary beverage. The theater was lovely. Uh, the show was... The sh- you, you leave feeling a little bit exhausted. But it's a good kind of exhausted. 
So go check it out, Boogie Band. It's uh, now through August 31st at Chicago Dramatist Theater. You can uh, go to uh, theaterinchicago.com. You'll find out. Uh, you can just just Google Boogie Band, and you can find it. Go to chicagodramatist.com. You can uh, check that out, too. But uh, go see it. It is definitely worthwhile. Not, uh, not, not a fun, carefree night at the theater, but a very enjoyable, very enjoyable night at the theater, and there's nothing wrong with that. Isn't that right, Cody? Sometimes you need to be challenged. Listen, life is not all ha-has and giggles and donuts, but after 530, it'll be all about donuts. Sure. Which I'm looking forward to because we're going to meet the uh, man behind Underground Donut Tour. There is no—I know that. That's why I'm still talking. I understand you're helping. Cody's helping me, telling me that we have to keep talking till the news, but I understand that. So, sorry you didn't get to go to this one. I think you would have liked it. Me too. Art is about eliciting an emotional reaction. Yes, and this one did elicit an emotional reaction. Yeah, there was a point. There was a point where I felt, you know, how you, when you you feel overwhelmed and you know you're about to cry, and it kind of comes from your your belly and it overtakes your head. I had it was it was coming. I was like, oh my god! I and it was toward the end. I'm not gonna. I'm not giving anything away, but it was it was intense. Yeah, it was really intense. And uh, the theater, I can't get. Oh, I can't stop uh, talking about how lovely the theater was because imagine a big theater just kind of shrunk down. The lights and the sound were fantastic. Now, granted, you're not very far away from the stage, and the stage is kind of ground level, and then it goes up uh, from there. So it was uh, it was lovely, and it was nice to take Molly to a show. Uh, here's a weird thing. We were going to get a cup of coffee right beforehand because it's over where uh, Chicago and Ogden meet at that odd little... Uh, Milwaukee's there and Ogden's there and uh, all that stuff. And uh, there was a Big Shoulders coffee right at, right on the block with the thing. And I was like, oh, good, we'll grab a cup of coffee. They closed at like 5 o'clock. Well, I mean, what, a coffee shop open past 5 yeah, isn't well, necessary, uh, I don't per know. se. In a, hip, in a hip neighborhood where people are drinking coffee all the time? Now, look, I understand that I used to work at Starbucks and people... Starbucks are open till what, 10? Uh, the one in Wicker Park I worked at was open till nine or ten. But my my point is, people would we had a rush actually at eight an hour before we closed every sure. night because there were so many bars in the area and a lot of the bouncers and, and bartenders would literally just come and get, get like up. four shots of espresso. So I I understand the need, but like maybe for smaller mom and pop shops, it's harder to maintain maybe. those hours, and you're not going to sell as much coffee likely after five p.m. Yeah, I you know what I would have uh, I I was just gonna I was gonna buy a nice big coffee. So did you get some coffee? Coffee at the theater? No coffee. No coffee. None in the theater? No, I had a beer at the theater. But the theater served coffee. No, they did not. What? No. What theater doesn't serve coffee? This was a, uh, this was, I think the theater company brought in the beverages. They had wine and beer and pop and water. Hmm. Yeah. And it was complimentary. I think you could have had more than one. I didn't want to be, you know, I'm not a, you know, a nut job. Right. I can have another beer. Plus, you know, you know my, I've been very good lately, but back, back in the day, I would have uh, some trouble with uh, sleep. Yeah. So, you know, cool, cool, dark room, lights go down, so did I. Now, that hasn't been an issue in the last, I'd say, year, really. Nice. Um, but part of it is I also know, well, you know, if I have a couple drinks, that's going to enhance me wanting to fall asleep. Um, so I, that's why I was looking forward to the coffee. I was like, oh, give me, you know, a couple shots of espresso. Daddy's ready for a, you know. 90-minute program, 
That's how it goes. All right, speaking of programs, we're going to continue ours after the news. Uh, but first, being that it's 531 now, and I've talked uh, up to it, Cody, and we didn't have to worry about a break, Pam Jones has been very patient, and now I say, in the newsroom, here's Pam Jones. Welcome back. Brian Noonan, 720 WGN. Uh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm always on the lookout for fun things to do around town, and uh, I don't mind grabbing uh, you know some food while I'm doing it. Uh, the food tours, beer tours, there's all kinds of great tours. And one food stuff that people love, and I didn't know there was a way that we could tour and share our love together, is donuts. Jeff Walker is the founder of Underground Donut Tour, and uh, he is with me in the studio. Jeff, thanks for coming in. Good to meet you. Thanks so much. This is very this is very exciting because I, I read a piece on you on uh, Block Club the yep. other day, yep. and I was like, I got to talk to this guy. Because this <laughs> is, one, it's a, it's a, a fun idea. And now you've expanded not only in Chicago, but to Philly and New York. And is it Portland or Seattle? Portland and Seattle. Portland and Seattle. Yep. Sure, both. Why not? Yeah. Uh, so th- this is great. Now, how does one come to uh, begin giving donut tours around the city? Yeah, I mean, so uh, so for me, like, I, I, I'm a fat kid at heart. And so, like, that's, <laughs> that's where it came from. Um, I, uh, I just decided... Um, I was going to give this a shot. I was going to try it out uh, just on a whim. I was always talking about donuts online. I was talking about social media. Um, a bunch of my friends were like, uh, um, they were saying, you know, um, you know, you should really, you should, you should really do something about this. You should start a business around this. You have such a passion <laughs> around eating donuts. Around donut. Well, eating and talking about donuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So listen, I I'm a fat kid at heart too. Yeah. Uh, fat man at heart, and I love donuts, but I. There's a lot of people love donuts, but right. we, we don't decide. I'm going to start a business. What what did you what did you do prior to being the king of the underground donut so, tour? So prior prior to and still, uh, I mean, I, I my career is in back is in marketing. Okay, and oh, so that okay. I mean, right? So so it was uh, it wasn't a huge leap for me to say, you know what? I'm just going to start. I'm just going to package this thing up. I'm going to put it together and I'm going to kick it off. And, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, uh, for me, it was, I mean, it was, a, it's a passion project. Like yeah. I, I thought, you know, let's, let's get this going and see how it goes. And if it, if it fails, it fails. Like it's not the end of the world. Um, but people really, really got behind it. And, uh, for about, so it, I started about four years ago Okay. and, um, for about three out of the four years, it was pretty much just myself running it. Yeah. And then, it, then during the last, I mean, the last year has just been crazy with growth. We started hiring guides. We um, uh, decided we we primarily had a downtown tour. Then we added a Wicker Park tour. Okay. Um, and then and that was about eight months ago, nine months ago. We added the Wicker Park tour, and then in the last six months, we've added um, exactly what you said. We added Philly was the first one, and then we launched New York, wow. and then Portland and Seattle. So. Um, uh, and each one of those has a story behind them, but essentially uh, that was it. And already I have probably at least three or four other cities that are on the on the radar so really yeah that's yeah. It. it's amazing because donuts are something that everybody's grown up with donuts whether it, whether you went to dunkin donuts or you had a bakery in your neighborhood that was the the place and then there was kind of this evolution and it coincides i think with like when you started uh, your business four years ago underground donut tour where we got kind of artisanal with our donuts. And, exactly. And the smaller, more gourmet donut shops started coming in. Was was that kind of, were those donuts the ones that made you go, yeah, this could be 
something more than just me on a Saturday morning having a couple donuts with my coffee. Yeah, I mean, there were like there in general, there was a trend that happened about six or seven years ago where um, all of a sudden there's just there was there was one that I mean, Donut Vault is really the one that kind of kicked it all yeah. off. They um, they were sort of like the the progenitor of all of this. And after they kicked it off, then all of a sudden it was, uh, I think, Glazed and Infused, which is no longer around. Yeah, what happened to them? I loved them. I also loved they, them. They were my the, they were my favorite. Totally. Maple Bacon Long John or the Red Velvet oh, from them were yeah. absolutely fantastic. Their old fashions were phenomenal. Also good. Yeah, phenomenal. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, what, what happened to them? Uh, I mean, there's various stories. The 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 primary one that's in the press is that um, the the head chef who was over there wanted to focus on other projects, okay, and just decided, you know what, this isn't the right time for me to keep this going, and I'm just going to shut it down. So that's what uh, happened. Yeah, I know, I know. Very sad. We all felt that way. Yeah. But that so there was glazed and infused. Then stands, of course, then which stands. Was, they, they make a fine donut there. And, and, and shortly thereafter, right. there was there was uh, I mean, do right fire cakes. Yeah. Um. It, in that mix was actually uh, a couple of DePaul guys started um, what was pre- previously called Beaver's Donuts, okay. which is in the French market, oh, and is yes. now called Dapper Donuts. Okay. And they're franchising like crazy. So if anybody's really? out there looking for a franchise, I would call those guys up because they're exploding all over the country now. All right. So you, you decide this is what you're going to do. And how do you decide now, as a guy who's studied donuts professionally or as an amateur right, for right. his entire life? Yeah. How do you decide which donuts are going to make the cut? Because if people are coming on a tour, right. they want top-tier donuts. So what are your criterion for making the cut to be on Underground Donut Tour? I mean, it's it's. I would love to say that there's an algorithm or something that goes into it. I would it, love but to it, hear that. Yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's, it's a combination of things. I mean, we, we look at, like... Um, uh, the the stuff that people are talking about on social media, like on Yelp, on Instagram, on Facebook, what are the top ones that they're highlighting and they're they're saying are these are the best donuts at this location? Um, we also look at uh, their menu, what makes them unique and sets them apart from other places. Uh, and it, I mean, it's it has to be we find the right mix of the four locations that are on there because we don't want to have four old fashions or four glazed yeah. donuts. We want to make sure that there's there's a good variety and a good mix that people are getting cake and yeast and mini and large and like there's a good variety that people people can literally and figuratively sink their teeth into. So and these are not uh, nothing that's a chain, right? These are all indep- no, 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 independent no. donut shops, right? So the first ones, the when you decide you're going to do your first tour, who were the first donut shops you approached? So we the 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 originator is the downtown uh, Chicago tour. That's right. the first one we started. That was um, that at the time it was Beaver's Donuts, okay. so it was Beaver's Donuts, and then we went to Do Right Donuts, and then we went to Fire Cakes Donuts, and then we go to Stance, and that's actually the still, they're still the same route that we go to today. That's, yeah, that's not a bad As, sample, right? There. Yeah, right, exactly. Not yeah. a bad sample. Right. So was it hard when you approached these donut shops and said, "Hey, I'm going to bring, uh, I'm going to be bringing tours in here." Uh, do they, we already, you know, we already got people coming in here, and that's that's exactly that was exactly the response that we got. So, uh, and and I I understand because I mean sure. they get people that will approach them all the time and say, hey, we want to do a business deal or we're going to do partnership or something, yeah. and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And um, I hope that at this point they think we're a legitimate business. Um, <laughs> uh, we've been around for four years. We, I mean, I can point to the financials. We bring them a lot of business every yeah. every year, um, and and I mean they like. Their their staff is so accommodating and they're so great and they they really really help us out and make sure that we have a great experience for our guests and it, and it it can't just work the thing is it can't just work for us 
It can't just work for them. It can't just work for our guests. It has to work for all three Everybody's, for really this yeah. to be a good, solid partnership. So when when people come on the tour, and if you go to undergrounddonuttour.com, you can get all the information on the original downtown tour, the Wicker Park tour. Maybe you're traveling to Philly or New York or Portland or Seattle, and you're like, I don't know where to get a donut in those cities. Well, now we've got somebody who can help you do yep. that. So they sign up for the tour, and the group is about 15 to 20? Yeah, usually, right? yeah, 15 to 20, yeah. Okay, so 15 to 20. And what, what happens? We meet somewhere, so, and somebody in a big donut suit arrives? How do we know? <laughs> yeah, right. I wish it was. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, um, uh, so, so you know, guests buy tickets ahead of time. They yeah. show up to the tour. We give them a history around the tour, around um, each of the locations, the donuts that we're going to try, the reasons that we're trying them, what makes them so unique and special, okay. the ingredients, the flavors. I mean, everything around the experience that you're going to have. And then what we do is we try and give a, a, a not, I'm not, I am certainly not going to say that we compete with the architecture tour here in Chicago, <laughs> but we do give them history and architecture, like okay. history around the city, the architecture, the buildings you're seeing, kind of like what, what is unique along the route. And this, this occurs not just in Chicago, but in every city that we're in. Right. Um, so we're giving them history and giving them a, a tour of the city. And then it's, you know, and then they're, they're enjoying um, uh, th the company of the group, the guides. They can ask questions around what other things they should do. That's, that's actually when I think one of the hidden added values that people get out of it is just the ability to ask the guide who they all live in the city. Right. They're not just, you know, random people from, from wherever. They all live in the city. They all have experience. They know where to go. They know what to do. Um, so you can also pose questions to them and ask them, well, what should we be doing while we're here? Yeah. And then we go through the city and they have a bunch of donuts and coffee and uh, everybody has a great time. And we're actually getting into one of my favorite parts of the year, which is, I mean, I don't want to say that summer's almost over, but like getting into the fall. Right. Is the is donut season? I mean, yes. like that's that's exactly oh, the right. Apple, that's uh, the, the perfect apple time. Donuts and, oh, yeah. Absolutely, good, good stuff coming up. Um, so, when do you do the donut makers take the the your, the tour and back? Do they show them the facilities? Do they kind of figure out the the process of making the donuts? So the it it depends on the location. Okay. Um. So some of them. Uh, for instance, like Beaver's Donuts or Dapper Donuts, yeah. um, those guys, it's all front and center. So you can see everything they're doing right in front oh, of you. Wow, okay. So it's they're made fresh right in front of you. They come off a, um, a machine called Little Orbits, which makes little mini donuts. They're like yes. carnival-style donuts. I've had them at a, at a beer fest once. They're fantastic. They're really yeah. good. Yeah. So, so, um, so that one you get to see. Then there's other ones where you can see into the back kitchen, but... Um, because of food safety issues and that sure. kind of stuff, we can't take people in the, in the back, but there are locations where you actually see in the back oh, and nice. actually see people making donuts and everything like that. Yeah. Very nice. Yep. Jeff Woke is my guest. Uh, Jeff Walker is my guest. He is the founder of underground donut tours. Undergrounddonuttour.com is the website. Uh, there's two local, uh, two local tours, either downtown or Wicker Park and, uh, New York, Philly, Seattle, Portland. We're going to take a quick break. Then we'll come back and let's talk about the donuts in general because people are very divided uh, right, right, between right. cake and raised totally. and what they want to do and yep. uh, maybe the history of what donuts are the most popular here in town so a lot to talk about we're talking donuts if you have a question for jeff about donuts of course uh, i'm i'm setting you up as the donut expert because you actually are Love it. Uh, underground donut tour.com is the website more with jeff on the other side it is 720 wgn Brian Noonan, 720 WGN. We are talking donuts. Jeff Walker is my guest. He is the founder of UndergroundDonutTour.com. Uh, the Underground Donut Tours all over. There's two in Chicago, the downtown, the original tour, and then there's a tour in Wicker Park. He's just started in New York, Philadelphia, Seattle, Portland. So if you're going to one of those cities and uh, you want to find out 
about donuts and about the city because this is that's what I was saying before. I think this is a great idea if you're traveling. Now, my daughter lives in New York. I know a little bit about New York, but this would be a fun way to walk around. Yep. Get it. Who doesn't want a donut in the morning? Right, <laughs> right. You know, right. a couple yeah. cups of coffee, some donuts. And you're yeah. like, oh, this is a great way. You see something that you make a mental note. I'm going to go back there later. Or as you said with your guides, hey, I'm going to ask the guide what I should do, and they'll give me some advice. Exactly. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the there's obviously there's a ton of information out there. You can go to Google, you can go to TripAdvisor, right. you can go to whatever. But then you got to sort through. I I don't know if uh, if I trust this guy who wrote this review, or see. I don't trust this other. You know. It's you want to hear it from a real person, right? And so somebody who lives there, exactly. It's nice to hear exactly. from a local, well, and can customize it to you yes. because they're like, well, you know, you have a larger family. I wouldn't go to this place, or I'd go to this place, or yeah. whatever it is. They can they can yeah. give you the right you're recommendation. You're older, you're younger, whatever. Exactly, you're yeah. Do. Or gluten free, or whatever you need. Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, the tours we talked about groups of about fifteen or twenty. Yeah, about a two hour a two hour tour, and you're walking. What's you the walk disc? about two miles? Two miles. All yeah. right, so if yeah. you. And it's you know you've walked around the city. It's not you're not going uphill. Right, you're not right. climbing mountains. You could you could do it. Yeah. So two miles, and uh, people can get tickets. How how far out do they have to schedule? I, I'm because first of all, yeah. what days do you do the tours? And secondly, how far out should people make reservations? So the the what days do we run it varies by city, and I, I won't bore you with like every single city, but Chicago specifically yes. is uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. And on uh, Saturday and Sunday, we run the tour twice a day. We run it at nine a.m. and twelve p.m. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nine a.m. You got it. That's that's donut time. gotta have that exactly noon are they still making donut well around here that they're making donuts all the time yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. back in the day where if you didn't get your donuts by seven right you're out of luck i will say though the the our noon tours have uh uh um the selection is is fewer yes than because typically what so some of these guys so do right for instance do right is uh do right closes about i think they close at two o'clock right. on saturday and sunday so okay um, th- I mean, if if you're not there by like one o'clock or one thirty, you're out of luck. Slim pickings, right? So yeah. So so maybe uh, if you can go to the earlier tour, but there's yep. nothing wrong with the noon tour. Exactly. Uh, all right. So you can get your tickets at undergrounddonuttour.com. Let's talk now about donuts because you mentioned earlier about ingredients and and yeast versus cake mm-hmm. and all and all of this. What donut? What donut is the most popular in Chicago? From from what you've seen, so uh, it it will depend by the tour, but I would say that the two the two the two biggest uh, uh, I would say winners are either um, and this these are very it's varies for very different reasons. Um, I would say either the the donuts from uh, Dapper Donuts, okay, um, and I think the big the big thing there is people love the size. Because okay. they're just their one bite, right? Um, super easy, and and they're hot and fresh, right? So like, to, again, yeah, temperature hot, can be a key a hot differentiator. Donut is, hot donut is uh, unbelievable. It's hard to beat. That's that. why Krispy Kreme, you know, does the business they do when that red light's on. Yep, yep. You know? So it's either it's either those guys or it's uh, do right. Is so, it is there a style that's more uh, more popular? I mean, as you've gone, you know, because you've looked at I don't know how many donut places. A lot. So is, is, do people like uh, cake donuts? Do they like uh, raised glazed donut? Is chocolate donut the most popular? Do people still eat a plain donut? I remember my dad getting plain donuts because he knew my <laughs> brothers and I would not eat them. We're sure. like, plain donut. Yeah. Hey, what's the point? Yeah. Of what's the point donut? of this? Yeah. yeah exactly. What am I hacking down cotton? Right. This is right. Not right. Good. Yeah. 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 So um, uh, I mean. Here, I I think um, so. One of there was this survey that was done a while ago um, about the most popular cocktail in in the country. Right. And the top the top cocktail in the country was margarita, 
The okay. only the only exception was Chicago, and the top thing in Chicago was an old fashioned. Really? And yeah, that okay. was the number one cocktail in Chicago. We were the oddball across the whole country, but I think that's quality over quantity. Yes. Um, and I take that to also mean that the old fashioned donut is the is the winner in Chicago as well. I tell you what, a good old fashioned donut Amazing. can't be beat. Amazing. It doesn't matter whether it's uh, plain glaze, chocolate, just some crumb on top. Yep. A, an old fashioned donut is. For me, that's the top donut. Absolutely, right there. there's something that it, uh, um, I mentioned this in, in the Block Club uh, interview as well. Like, there's something so classic about an old fashioned and a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and like sitting at a diner counter. Yeah. I mean, it's it sounds completely old fashioned and outdated these days, but for me, there's 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 a so such a wholesome memory that goes with that. Yeah, in, I I like the heft of a cake donut. Mm-hmm. To me, that's uh, when I hear donut, it's it's a cake donut. Right. Does it vary by age? Do like I'm an older guy. I like a nice old fashioned cake donut. When you do, younger people tend to like different kind of donuts. I think it. Um, I think with the. Uh, I I think there might be a, a small difference between generations. Um, but I think the the key differentiator I think with with uh, younger folks is they are more adventurous. Okay, they're more willing to try like the maple chai, like all. <laughs> I mean, all of the the tons yeah. and tons of flavors. <laughs> Try that. Well, yeah. I'll agree. I'll, yes, I would agree with that because there have been times when I've gone into some of these donut shops and I'm like, I don't know, lavender, <laughs> honeysuckle. <laughs> right, eh. right. I just kind of like right. chocolate. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll, tr- I'll try one of those. But don't get me wrong. I mean, just because you know, what we try and do is we try and cater to everybody. So yeah. we want we want, um, we want to push people outside their comfort zone in some cases. And, and it is fun because it, yeah. it's it's a donut. You're right. not, it's not like you're sitting down for a 10-course meal of things that you're like, if you try a donut and maybe that's not your kind of donut, exactly, it's still a donut. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. How and bad can it be? It's exactly. still a donut. Exactly. And then, and then the nice part about the tour is you, if say you you know you show up to one of the places and you think you know what I I didn't really like this one or I didn't like that yeah. one or whatever, there's still a ton more that you're going to get to try. So it's <laughs> exactly. not it's not the end of the world. Exactly. You can always wash it down with some good coffee. Right. All right now what? So you grew up here, so you knew the lay of the land when you were picking out the the original places for the original downtown tour, and even for the Wicker Park tour. You go to another city. How did you? How did you figure out which donut shops there? Did it, did you just go through the internet? Did you talk to people? How'd you pick those donut shops? So that that is that is one of the quote unquote hazards of the job is uh, is going so going to a new city. Yeah. Um, I do a ton of research ahead of time, and we usually have. Anywhere between eight and ten different locations picked out, uh, and then those, and based on those, we have different. Like, well, the route could go this way or it could go that way. Like, okay. depending on how the how th- everything plays out. So we go and we we interview the owners. We look on social media. We look at the we we scout the location to make sure that it's a, a that the storefront has a good experience. As a for instance, okay. I, I'm not going to mention the place, but sure. We when we set up the Portland tour, um, there was a storefront. That was right near Pioneer Square in in Portland, and it was it was perfect. The logistics were perfect, okay. and the donuts were great. But we went and looked at the storefront. We thought, oh, this is really, really not great to bring a big group in here, and okay. it's just it was sort of dingy. And we thought, you know what, this is gonna be a good experience. Now, what we did is we found another location um, that was just on the street by the same, but the same place, the okay. same same company. Um, they were down the street, and that place is immaculate, and that's huh. one of the, the the highlights of the tour is that other location. So it's okay. it's a combination of they have to have the right flavors, they have to have the right um, logistics, they have to have the 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 partner has to be excited about it. Yeah. I mean, if we show up and they're thinking, ah, you know what, it, forget it, we don't uh, need you guys to come here or whatever, yeah. that's okay, we'll go somewhere else. It's not the end of the world. So, right. 
um getting back to what i said earlier we want it to work for 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 us the business for our guests and for the partners to make sure that it's a, a good fit for everybody well it sounds i was telling you it sounds like a lot of fun so it, it, I, it, it sounds like something that uh, definitely cody we got to go walking and i feel good because i'll walk two <laughs> miles so it's not going to be like oh i just sat around eating donuts right, right, I put right. some exercise in this yeah. is great I also saw on your website you're you're hiring tour guides. What are you looking for for someone who might want to lead an underground donut tour? So yeah, so we're we're I mean we're always we're always looking for enthusiastic people that that uh you know that that want to come work for us. The um I mean some of the criteria that we look for is just uh, you know an outgoing personality. They have to be able to think on their feet. They have to um, enjoy speaking to and entertaining. Complete strangers. I mean, people that they've met just five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, they just if if you if you're if you love to meet people and you love to entertain people, I I will say, um, I have met some of the most genuine nicest people ever on the tour. And and a, a quick just a quick aside. Um, one of the so when I was in uh, college, I actually worked for Ben and Jerry's. Okay, and that was one of the most fun jobs I've ever had in my life. And I, I tell all everybody who I work with about this. Um, in the first day that you work at Ben and Jerry's, they have you watch a training video up in, I, I forget who it is. It's either Ben or Jerry. I can't remember which one, but one of them is in the video and he, and he says, you know, whenever someone comes into Ben and Jerry's, they are never upset because they're getting ice cream. That's true. And that's a hundred percent. And I thought, how can I create a business that has that same kind of feeling when they show up and they're going to get donuts and they're just excited and happy. <laughs> and like that, I wanted to create that same kind of feel. So so if I mean, uh, if anybody's listening and they want to uh, work for a company where you're going to have genuinely happy customers and really all you have to do is is serve them donuts and walk around an entertainment city, this is the place that you want to work for. And it is that place is Underground Donut Tours. The uh, website is undergrounddonuttour.com. Jeff Walker is the man behind the whole thing. It was really nice to meet you. Uh, thanks for coming in. This is a thanks lot of so fun. Much. Good luck in the in the new cities. Thank you. Thank if, you. If you're going to New Orleans, I know a couple donut places. We are. That's on the pl that's on the docket. Yeah, between, yeah. Uh, I mentioned uh, the one. Then there's Blue Dot. There's, there's a lot of good donuts and down there. There are. A lot of humidity, but a lot of good donuts. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, good luck. Thanks again for coming in. We will talk to you again, I am sure. Uh, on the other side of the news, we are going to meet uh, one of the stars who will be performing tomorrow at Broadway in Chicago's free 2019 summer concert. So we will do all that. We'll go from donuts to Broadway. Why not? It's 720 WGN. Uh, Chicago stories are told 24-7 on 720 WGN Chicago. Smart speaker users just say play WGN radio on tune in. It is 6 o'clock. Look at him in his green shirt. It's Roger Badish. Brian Noonan, 720 WGN, here until 7. Oh, my goodness. You know that we love going to the theater. We love Broadway in Chicago brings the biggest shows to town. We always love to go. Tomorrow is something very exciting because I know a lot of people sometimes say, well, you know, I wasn't able to get to the theater. Well, you want to see the best of 12 shows that Broadway in Chicago has brought or is bringing to town. Then tomorrow night in uh Millennium Park is the way to go. The Pritzker Pavilion is the scene for the Broadway in Chicago free 2019 summer concert. We've got uh, performers from 12 different shows doing songs. Yes, you heard me right. It is free, so you can come out to the uh, to the park. It starts at 6.15. Get there early. Don't worry about the rain. Uh, you know the weather monkeys tell you it's going to rain, and it never rains. Or if it does rain, you know what? You can listen to music in the rain. One of the uh, people, one of the talented performers who will be there tomorrow is Courtney Carter. She was uh, one of the stars on Broadway of Once on This Island. Once on This Island is coming to Chicago January 21st through February 2nd at the Cadillac Palace Theater. But 
Tomorrow, it's Courtney and all the other wonderful Broadway talents performing. Courtney, welcome. We're glad you're here. Thanks for coming Thank in. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I know you just landed, so this is uh, you, you come to the airport, and then you have to come and uh, come and start talking again. Yeah. But uh, we're happy. <laughs> have you been to Chicago before? Um, I've been to Chicago for like a couple hours. Like I, I was in a small town um, <laughs> just outside of Chicago, and we drove yeah. in with a couple friends of mine. But technically, I, I'll say no, because I haven't really got the Chicago experience. So well, I think tomorrow will give you uh, quite a Chicago oh, experience. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, the so outside. excited. So tell, for people who haven't seen uh, Once on this Island, what what is the show about? Uh, Once on this Island, it's, it's about this. It's a universal tale of a fearless peasant girl uh, named Timoon, who embarks on this remarkable journey of uh, finding uh, f- finding her love, and um, she follow she's guided by these four gods, um, and they all guide her to uh, this beautiful journey, and um, she she it's a story about love, it's a story about forgiveness, and it's about communities coming together. It takes place right after a hurricane. Okay. And it's about that rebuilding and of a community and bringing people together as well. So it's it's a really really beautiful story. And you start as Timoon on Broadway, and that was this was your Broadway debut. Yes, it was. That it has was to fun. be. I can't imagine how exciting that is. Oh my gosh, it was a total dream come true. I remember the day I got the phone call, and I was just on the over the moon for weeks. Still am. I can't oh, believe sure. it happened. It was just. It's such a such a wonderful experience of being on Broadway. What is 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 there a difference performing a show if you travel with a show or you do other things which you which you've done you've done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Besides just the aura of being on Broadway, is there a difference in the audience? A difference in the performances? Um, I would say, yeah, there's a difference. I think people are more excited to see it because they don't get the opportunity to see right. Broadway shows. Like they can't just. They don't live in New York, so they don't get the opportunity to just go in their backyard and go see a Broadway show. <laughs> but I think, yeah, the energy is different. People are so excited to have these shows come to them. Um, and I love meeting the people is, is really great yeah. as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a different energy for sure. So you've been acting your whole life. How, how what, was your, what was your trail to finally end up debuting on Broadway in Once on this Island? Yeah, so I come from, actually, I don't come from a musical family at all. My, both my mom <laughs> and dad played basketball. Okay. Um, but my grandmother was a singer, and she would take me to... Uh, Broadway shows that would tour in Jacksonville, Florida, where I'm from. Okay. Um, and we'd have something like uh, Broadway in Chicago, the summer series. We'd have every summer, and they would show, uh, announce the different shows that were coming. And I remember the first show that I saw was The Lion King. Oh, that's which, not a bad one to start yeah, with. Yeah, oh my God. I mean, of course, I fell in love with it after sure. seeing The oh, Lion yeah. King. And um, that just made me just, I, I, I knew I had to do this. Um, I saw the movement, the, the music. I listened to the soundtrack. Every day I would create my own dances to it and i just i knew that this was something that i had to do and yeah the lion king is what did it for me the lion yeah. king mm-hmm. and i i would imagine there's a lot of young people who that was their first show as well who yeah that may have launched because it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a spectacle yeah you know, seeing is. the lion seeing everything come down the aisles mm-hmm. and the whole it's, yeah. it's just wonderful it's really similar to once on this island actually with the um just how immersive it is and okay. I, I remember there were elephants coming out of the um out of from from behind where we were sitting and with once on this island there were chickens um there was rain there's sand there's fire and it just makes you feel like you're in that 
that island with these people um and same with, with the lion king as well so it's it's yeah came full circle i guess <laughs> so when they approach you and they say listen chicago does this big concert every summer and mm -hmm. it's all the shows and we're, we'd like you to come and represent once on this island to the show do how do who the process of deciding what song you're going to perform and what you're going to do and and explain do you, is it Will you just walk out in regular performance? Will you be in costume? Do they stage it? How does how will your performance go tomorrow? Um, well, so <laughs> we, we won't be in costume, um, but I will definitely have the essence, like having something on of the essence of Team okay. Moon. I will, I'll be singing "Waiting for Life," which is this very energetic and vibrant song. Um, it's kind of her coming of age, like asking the gods, why am I here? What have, what, why have you saved my life? Um, and it, it just captures her, her youth, her innocence, and her passion. And it's, um, so that's what I'll be bringing tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to do and that. And there, you're <laughs> one of 12 shows. That's it. Have, yeah. you ever, have you ever been involved with this many, something with this many shows before? I have not. I'm so excited. I'm like a free Broadway concert. Like, <laughs> I mean, come here, like give it to me. Yeah, I'm like so excited excited <laughs> well yeah and that's what people need to understand one it's free two yeah. these are these are it's not a cover band the right you perform this song on broadway exactly the people from mean girls from uh, hamilton from yes. uh, come from away all the other shows <laughs> right. that are going to be represented there tomorrow mm -hmm. this is the real deal these are the real performers yeah. who are doing this mm -hmm. <laughs> so even if you've heard of a show uh like dear evan hansen Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe somebody in your family <laughs> is playing the soundtrack maybe they're playing the soundtrack from once on this island mm -hmm. and you're like oh I like that. I don't know if I'm going to get to the theater, you know, in in January when the tour comes to town. Right. Go to go to the Pritzker Pavilion tomorrow. Exactly. It's and, it's kind of like a like brochures, but like real live brochures. Yeah. <laughs> like come see this show. Like this is like little snippets of uh, every little uh, every show that. And at least you're going to get to see. It. It's not like uh, when you watch the Macy's Parade. For right. those of us here in Chicago, we see. Ooh, here comes once on this island. They're going to mm -hmm. perform, and we get to see it for like twelve seconds. Exactly. Like, oh, that's, that's, so you're getting the full yeah. like. Here yeah. we get the whole deal. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> did you go right from Jacksonville to New York? Um, no. So I I went to art schools uh, throughout my whole life. I went to an arts middle school and high school, um, and then I went to University of North Carolina School of the Arts. Oh. Um, and I graduated there in 2016 and then moved up to New York um, with uh, hope and a dream and <laughs> <laughs> hoping that everything would go well. And um, two years later, I was on Broadway. So, whew. wow. Right. I, I would say yeah. things went well. I, yeah, things, I would things say things that went too. Okay. <laughs> two years, huh? Oh, yeah. the struggles you must oh, have no, endured. I mean, I struggled, but like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm here and I'm, I'm very happy to. Yeah, what I've what I've what I've done. So well, the the Broadway credit for Once on This Island mm -hmm. is that's impressive. Yeah. But for me, <laughs> as a guy who grew up reading these books to my daughter, mm -hmm. uh, the fact that you were in the national tour of Junie B. Jones, yeah, uh, I was like, oh my goodness, who who were you in the tour of Junie B. Jones? I was Lucille. I was uh, Junie B. Jones's best friend. Yes, yes. very nice. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know, uh, if you haven't read the uh, the Barbara Parks books, Junie B. Jones, uh, and then Junie B. First grader and Junie B. Oh my yes. goodness. Was that was that fun? Oh, it was so much fun! Yeah, I we got to perform at um, different elementary schools, and oh my gosh, the energy from those kids! Like, because <laughs> I mean, I remember growing up, my teacher would uh, she would read the Junie B. Jones books to us, yeah. and, and she was so animated and everything, and getting to bring that character to life was just. It was so it was amazing. It was so cool to to do that. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And is that when you're when you're in a tour? Mm -hmm. Is that uh, what what's the mentality? Rather than you know on Broadway, you go to it's 
like, well, not that touring isn't a job, but mm-hmm. Broadway, you're going to the same place every day. You you punch in, you punch out. It's it's going to work. What what makes touring different? Well, I I personally love to travel. I think um, I think theater should be everywhere, and I I think that's it's so important to bring live theater to all kinds of audiences across America. Um, but what makes it different um, is the fact that you get to you don't have to just go home. You can go explore the different cities that you're in. And um, yeah, I think that's what, that's what makes it different. You get to explore those different cities and things like that. So, so how long will you get to, to explore Chicago? Um, well, we will be here uh, January 21st through February 2nd. Right. So the tour is coming. Once mm-hmm. on this island, mm-hmm. we'll be at the Cadillac Palace Cadillac Theater, which Palace is Theater. an unbelievable venue. Yeah, all the, I've heard. Oh all the goodness. theaters. Between yeah. that and the Nederlander Theater, you're, it's... You're not, you're not going to be in a bad place if you're in one of the Broadway and Chicago houses. <laughs> right, so right. You, the, the show is coming, but now mm-hmm. will you take off Tuesday morning or do you yes. get to stay in town for a couple days? Yes, I'll be here until Tuesday morning. That's when ah. I go back oh. to New York. Yeah, right. but I mean, I'm excited. I'm going to take advantage of every moment I'm here. To well, it's going to be it's going to be gorgeous. <laughs> and Millennium Park and the Pritzker Pavilion are wonderful, wonderful venues. So mm-hmm. it should be it should be a lot of fun. I have to tell people now the concert starts at 615. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow, the uh, Broadway in Chicago free 2019 summer concert starts at 6:15. Get there early because the park will fill up fast. Uh, you can bring in food, uh, no alcohol. You can't bring in outside alcohol, but if you need a drink, they're selling drinks there. You can get a drink. <laughs> so come on in, uh, and it's it's just going to be wonderful. Again, 12 shows, including including Courtney Carter singing one of the songs from Once on This Island. Courtney is uh, what the star, the the main character. You are the star of the show on Broadway. I know you can't say that. You're gonna be like, oh, the whole cast is, all-. and of course, the whole cast is very important and everybody. Yes, but yes. you're the you're the main character. Well, you're the you're the girl the- who everything revolves around. Yes, and tomorrow I I will be. And you are this tomorrow. Character. You yes. are yes. Tomorrow you are the focus. Yes. You are the sole representative <laughs> of, of once on this island. island. Yes. I don't know if they, this could be a one woman show. For all I know. Exactly. You yes. Know? Uh, now I have to tell you, and he's very, he's being very shy. Mm-hmm. But my producer Cody was in uh, this show, Once on This Island, when he was in high school. And I begged him to sing, and he was intimidated by your talents. Oh, so he will not. Well, who did you oh. play, Cody, uh, in the show? Agwe, the god of water. God of water. Oh, my goodness. That's my favorite character. He has my favorite song. Rain? Yes, Rain. All oh, right. my See? goodness. Oh, oh, now you're all proud of yourself. Yeah, but yeah. He, <laughs> I may get him to sing when you leave, but he will not. Eat. Oh, well, he's man. smart. He's not <laughs> He's not going to sing in front of a Broadway star. Oh. <laughs> so what is next? Now you you do you finish the the concert tomorrow in mm-hmm. Millennium Park, the Broadway mm-hmm. in Chicago. Free. We have to stress free yes, because free. it's unbelievable. You can yes. go if you have questions about the show. Of course, go to broadwayinchicago.com. They have all the information. Always, always go there. That's also where you can get tickets for Once on This Island, which comes January twenty first through February second at the Cadillac Palace Theater. But um, now I forgot what I was going to ask you, <laughs> but. But that's okay. okay. We will, uh, well, you know, because I tend to go off on tangents, and that's uh, that's just how it goes. So tomorrow you'll be there, and you will be representing, and uh, and it, then what's next? That was my question. What uh, is next for you? So I know I think we're all all. I'm hoping that I'll get to meet all of the other Broadway stars because I'm a fan of all these shows. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get to mingle with all of those people. I think. What if one of the cast is very snobby? Um, Do we have any information on one of the cast being very standoffish? 
Is there somebody? So, no, they're all lovely. Yes, they're all lovely I'm people. sure Broadway people are great. Is it? Is it a whole? I mean, because you know, actors, no people actors, like show people. That's true. You do kind of, you do kind of get together. So is that? Uh, is there a show? That maybe you haven't seen yet. That you, somebody is performing one of the, one or two of the songs from there tomorrow, and you're like, "Ooh, that's one that I really want to see." I love Dear Evan Hansen. It was phenomenal. Yeah, Dear. I mean really, the really the good. story. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I've heard. I know all the songs. I sing all the songs all the time, and I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing Dear Evan Hansen. That's it, one of my favorites. It was <laughs> it was wonderful when it came through town. It oh was, wow, yeah, it was fantastic. I bet. So, I bet. I've heard such great things. <laughs> so again, uh, Once on This Island is. One of 12 shows that are being represented tomorrow. Courtney Carter is going to be representing Once on This Island. She will be singing uh, her, what, what Waiting song? Waiting for Life. Waiting mm-hmm. for Life. And uh, again, it is the Broadway in Chicago free 2019 summer concert. It's tomorrow at the J. Pritzker Pavilion in Millennium Park. The show starts at 6.15. Get there early. Go to broadwayinchicago.com to make sure you have all your questions answered. Uh, Make sure you uh, know where to be, when to be. Get there early. Do you know where in the show you will be, Courtney? I'm not sure, um, mm. but come early so you can come see early, all of it. Want, yes, you got. You have to see all. Look, I, no, I want people there to see all twelve. Yeah, but I'm uh, not you know, sure. I don't want somebody to go. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. But you know, uh, we don't oh, want right. them yeah, to you miss you. Mine. No, we yeah. definitely don't want to miss Courtney. So definitely come early so you won't miss it. Now, do you get <laughs> to save the whole thing? Do you have your people tell them? Listen, I only go. <laughs> there, do you ever do you get to pull any diva moments? Oh no, I'm not a diva. I I'm so grateful to be here. So I'm like, just put me anywhere, and I'll I'm gonna deep down. Live do you hope someday you'll get to be even just once? We all they'll be on. We all want to pull a diva moment sometime. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, yeah a little bit, maybe. <laughs> Every once in a while, I, I just demand that Cody get me a water, even if I'm right, not yeah, thirsty. Snap, like, yeah, so you know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's nothing personal. It's just that's how we all it's have that. Business. Then it's, it is just business. You want to get out there go to the concert tomorrow the broadway in chicago free summer concert see courtney carter cheer very loud for her tell her you heard her here uh and then don't forget that courtney's show once on this island will be coming to the cadillac palace theater january 21st through february 2nd broadway in chicago is where you get all your information not just for the free concert tomorrow but where you get all the information on the wonderful shows that are coming up what's the next big show that's coming in susan the band visit that's in yeah, band visit in Oslo. Those are coming up August and September. So uh, those are the ones to be looking forward to. But don't wait. Tomorrow you can get your Broadway fix. Twelve shows represented at the free summer concert. Courtney, it was very nice to meet you. So get nice some rest. You. Thank you for coming in right after getting off the plane. Oh, of I really Thank appreciate you. it. And. Uh, Listen in the car, because I have a feeling I will exert some <laughs> pressure, and you will probably hear one of the uh, worst renditions of rain that you've ever heard. But oh, it, it will I be doubt fun. it. I bet mm. it's great. <laughs> Boy, you are very diplomatic and friendly. <laughs> Enjoy your time here. Break Thank a leg you. tomorrow. Have a great time. Uh, for, don't forget, Broadway in Chicago, where you get all the information. We'll have more right after this, 720 WGN. Is this you from the original Rockford High School production? Oh, for sure. That's me. Wow. You sound terrific. My vibrato was great back in the day. You had such control as an adolescent. Mm-hmm. You didn't Peter Brady it at all. You'd be surprised. Wow. Good for you. That, of course, from uh, Once on this Island, 
Uh, that's Aquafina. No, who was the character's name? Agwe, the god of water. Agwe, the god of water. Uh, thanks again to Courtney Carter. She was delightful, wasn't she? She was so charming, I could barely handle it. I know. It was almost like, oh my god, just... Uh, Stop! Like, she was she was lovely. I went and met them at the elevator, and uh, like you could just feel it. Oh my gosh! And like you know, and having performed in the musical, there's some really good music in it. The yes. songs are. I mean, it, there's a lot. All the songs are pretty catchy. Like it. It's a fun. I'll be honest. I'm not familiar with the show, but hopefully, I will get to see it when it comes to town in January. I was shocked to see it. I mean, it's. I you know, I performed it 2003. I don't think I've heard a single person mention it since. Can you give us a one uh, one line? Can you give us something? Yeah, Aquafina. Let there be rain. That's, I'm, I'm, that not gonna sh- I'm not going to. Did gonna... you spoken word it? I did not spoken word it. All right, you didn't Henry Rollins it. You actually sang it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun. I might be able to find. Oh, you know what? I bet if I dig in on Facebook, I can find a photo of me in my makeup. That would be lovely. I'll 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 do some search. Roger, wouldn't we like to see Cody in his high school uh, production? I would. Post- somebody posted a uh, picture on Facebook of me in a high school production of The House of Blue Leaves. Oh really? Uh, yes. Well, I starred in. I, I wow. was not a musical I actor. I'm a, dra- I'm a dramatic actor, Roger. That's, yes. That's the thing about me. Uh, I don't. Uh, unfortunately, I don't sing. I wish I could. It's one of it's. It's a, a gift that God did not bestow on me. You and me both. And I believe, and I do believe, it's a gift. I think any sort of musical talent, whether it's singing, mm-hmm. whether it's the ability to be a virtuoso musician, that is a gift. And. Uh, you could say, well, what gifts did you get? I, I'm still trying to figure it out. But <laughs> unfortunately, music was not one. But yeah, there was... Uh, so again, I'm I'm really looking forward to going to, to the concert tomorrow. That's uh, great. I, so I love the theater. It's free. That's the best part of this of show. Of course. It's free. You go, you get to see highlights from 12 different shows. Uh, the Broadway in Chicago 2019 free summer concert. It's there. That's fantastic. I've got to pick up... Uh, we're, we're trying to decide with... Uh, what to bring food-wise. Oh, You know, if okay. I'm going to bring sandwiches, mm-hmm. if I'm going to bring something uh, something different. You know what I forgot to tell you? What did you forget to tell me? Wednesday, for the first time ever, yeah. I had never been, my wife brought me to Ravinia. All right. We got to talk about this. What? I just, You've never been? No, I had never gone. And I have... and I, You've I, never I gone? Got, no, I got yelled at the other day when I was in on Rose Show by from Kim. She's like, you don't know what you're missing. All right. I will, save that because we've got to talk about this because I have, I have uh, strong feelings uh, and reasons why I have not gone. And when I give my reasons, please don't take it as a personal affront. <laughs> there are people who love... Love with capital L O V E. Love mm-hmm. Ravinia. Maybe I would. I'm one of them now. Now you all. Oh, Cody is a convert, so we're going to talk about Cody's conversion from uh, I don't know techno. Uh, what was that kind of music? The the, the bop. The, EDM. You no. Know, what was the other kind? The you always talked about it. Ah, dubstep. Dubstep. Yeah, from dubstep to Ravinia. That's a huge leap. Well, you know who's playing at Ravinia this Tuesday and Wednesday? God, I hope it's a dubstep artist. <laughs> Better. Nickelback. I, so th- and the opener is Buck Cherry. I'll oh, go if you go. But we, we were in the car yesterday, and I was listening to Road Trip Radio, and a Nickelback song came on, Photograph. And Debbie says to me, I don't know. I think Nickelback's a good band. I don't know why everybody makes fun of Nickelback. I think they're a good band. And I, I didn't want to profess my public shame that I like some of Nickelback's songs, too. There there are way worse bands. Of course there are. Really? I don't know why Nickelback got the bad... I mean, are they the best band in the land? Absolutely not. 
but a couple of their songs are pretty catchy. It's cool to hate on them, and I don't, I don't know exactly why. I don't know either. I don't know if Chad, Chad something is the lead Chad singer. Kroger. Chad Kroger. I don't know if Chad Kroger. Now, I, the guy from Creed, it's easy to make fun of. Because he thought of himself Jesus. But the, but Chad Kroger, I don't believe, thinks himself Jesus. Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp. No, but Chad Kroger married Avril Lavigne, and I got, I'm not going to lie, I was super, super jealous. Oh, sure. She wanted a skater boy, and she got a rocker boy. I was all into Avril. Oh, who wasn't? You, you Me, should take him. I was him. too old for that. <laughs> Cody, you should take him with you on Wednesday. Well, we're going to. And initiate him. Into what is Ravinia? I've been know. going. I don't need to be Nickelback is the, be you've never been there, so. Uh, but I don't know if Nickelback is the best introduction, like oh, the most well. representative Ravinia introduction. Listen, will there be people with their pinkies up drinking tea? No, not for Nickelback. We'll see. Uh, make Sundays your official night to tour the city. Watch Chicago's Best at 10 p.m. Then stick around for the latest in shopping, entertainment, and events on Sea Chicago. That's at 10.30 p.m. on WGN-TV. All right, we'll talk about Cody's conversion, top party schools. We're going to jam it all in before we get out of here. That's what she said. It's 6.30 on 720 WGN. Here's Roger Badish. Oh, my goodness. The hard pumping sounds of Nickelback. Bringing us back on WGN. How was Nickelback playing at Ravinia? I thought Ravinia was just Tony Bennett, the symphony. Uh, Chicago was there this weekend. Uh, and and I. this is what brought it up because what we were talking about it, and someone, uh, someone on the show, maybe it was Jen uh, DeSalvo, was going to see Chicago at Ravinia. And I said, oh, you know what? I would love to see Chicago. I've seen them before, but I don't really – I hear people rave about it. Nothing – Pulls me to it. I, I I might I might be wrong. I could be wrong. Everybody tells me I'm wrong. Cody now is going to tell me I'm wrong. What What did you go see on Wednesday at Ravinia? This ESO. Oh, yeah. There was a, a guest performer. I don't remember the guest performer's name, so I'm mm. sorry, but they performed a Rachmaninoff uh, piano concerto, and it was one of the best live performances I've ever not seen because I didn't see it. See, that's my thing. But who cares? Okay, but I Wait can I cannot see music all the time. I can turn on my radio and not see music. I can put a CD in because I'm old and I use ancient media. I can stream music, but that's an experience, it. Brian. I can sit in my lawn. That's not an experience. I, it, it is. But why I'm, sit on your lawn? Sit on someone else's lawn. But why travel to sit on somebody's lawn and not because see because it's the, the camaraderie? Mm-hmm. I don't like people. Mm. I know that, but you can try mm. once in your life. You can try. No. Well, I've, I've you know bring I've offered... a basket dinner, set up your candelabra on a little table. That's the take key. Up, take up uh, about forty feet uh, in all four directions. Well, sir, you. What do I need to bring? A Conestoga wagon filled yes, with supplies? Yes, most people do. I yeah. understand that. And it, it seems it seems you like s- more of a hassle than, it, than it, it's worth. Yeah. All right, so. All right, so, Cody, explain yeah. your, so so how do you, how does this come about? Your lovely wife, Dr. Mrs. Uh, Cody's wife. She treats me right. She treats me, uh, wow. she treats me good because we're yeah. still in the honeymoon phase. Still in the honeymoon as you know. phase, sure, of course. It's been less than two years. She since, treats you good since we got hitched. She's like, let's go. Okay, so first of all, Rachmaninoff is awesome. Second of all, I mean, the standing ovation was never would have stopped unless the guy had just stopped. You know, he the literally the pianist had to sit down and just start playing again to get the ovation to stop. It wow. was un- it was one of the most fine displays of virtuosity I have ever 
But it's just you listening to it. You're not, you don't see him, right? And people, I know people will say, well, you could sit in the pavilion. But doesn't that then defeat this whole experience that everyone talks about? So here's the experience. Tell me what's happening. We meet up at at Ogilvy Station. We take the Metra out there, right? So we got a 40-minute ride. You can drink on the Metra. Hmm. We each have a beer. We're just hanging out. We're chatting. Then we get to Ravinia. Now, we brought, she brought a whole picnic setup. She was really? unbelievable in her planning. It was great. She, we had a little cheese board that we brought, a little bit of charcuterie, uh, brought some uh, prosciutto. It was just top-notch. Wow. She brought a little for our table. We don't have a little folding card table that's portable, so we just brought a little tiny mini ironing board. <laughs> which which security thought was adorable. The guy thought it was just fantastic. All He's right. like, what are you going to iron? We said, no, we're going to eat charcuterie. So we put down <laughs> charcuterie. the... Charcuterie. We put down the... Bl- lo- you're not just going to have cheese and crackers. You're having charcuterie because you're fancy at Ravidia. It was adorable. We were like the least fancy. We were... Are you kidding? Yeah, you were eating off an ironing board. Yeah. You could have... You were like the Beverly Hillbillies of Ravidia. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of true. I'll tell you what, I got a jug that has three X's on it and an ironing board full of cheese. Let's go hear some Rocky Maninoff. I mean, you're not you're not lying. You're you're not really <laughs> being too inaccurate. But like, you get there, and, and 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 most people have five or six or eight like big groups of people, and they've come and they've all got their chair in a bags, and they've got usually like a card table that they brought and with a tablecloth on it, and they put a bunch of food on there, and it's like a little buffet, and you're listening to the live symphony orchestra that's right there. Usually they have a big screen where they project the performance as well, mm-hmm. so you can kind of watch. Mm-hmm. But we were able to see it. I mean, you could see the the piano player like straight through from from the angle from where we were sitting. But there's just all these little groups of people sitting around. It's it's like uh, it's like high end picnicking, and it was just fun. And everyone and you you can get up. We left our stuff there. We just walked around a bit. They've got a little ice cream vendor there, and you can you can walk over and watch the performers from outside the seated area. Okay. But uh, it it was just fun. All it's right. just fun. Like the people are having. People, a... uh, here's here's my fear. What's your fear, Brian? It's not a fear. It's a, uh, listen. I've lived longer than you. I've been in public before. I see people, you know, trying to stake out huge areas, and if they're, you know, if you, God forbid, you step on their quilt, it turns into a whole big thing. I, I, I it, in my mind, it just is a nightmare. No, but it's, they're it's, friendlier over there. You can step on anyone's quilt. Is it because it's the North Shore? Huh? Is it because it's the North Shore? Is that what no, you're telling me, that people no. are friendlier? It's because it's a shared experience at a place that is historic. You, Everyone goes there understanding what's allowed and what's not allowed. What's allowed? It's allowed that if you need to get to your spot, especially when there's a a big concert where it's very crowded, Mm -hmm. like I bet you Chicago, the place was packed. Packed. I'll make you a bet. Yeah, a lot of them sell out. So if your place is, if your little staked out joint is in the middle of one of the lawn sections divided by walks, then Oh, is that what it is? Oh, yeah. There's walks, there's paths throughout the whole place, so there are sections of lawns. Okay. And so if you're in the middle of one, because that was the only spot available by the time you got there, Mm -hmm. then it's okay to weave your way in between everyone else's section and maybe step on the corner of their their blanket or ask them to kind of move their easy chair in a little bit or their lawn chair. Do people get huffy? No, not at uh, all. I don't believe not you. at all. I think I I would probably have been the huffiest if if I was still going there. I've been going since I was a kid. So how? What can you bring? You can bring everything. You can bring, you bring anything. Bring, really? Anything. People bring wagons full of stuff. Oh yeah. Seriously, and and when I'm talking about candelabras, 
seriously, people bring them. But you have to, yeah, you got to. You can bring as much. You got to take the train, right? There's no, no, there's no parking up there. There's parking up there. Is there? Yeah, there's parking. Mm. Not not only there. There's two parking lots. All right. And then if you can't park, if you get there too late, and the lot is filled up, and it's a huge lot. Okay. Uh, you there's places to park further north in Highland Park, and then you walk back Mm. over, or you park farther away and take the train or shuttle bus. Hmm. Which means, but unfortunately, I. I wouldn't personally recommend it. I've been on those, and it's packed, and everyone's got their chairs oh, yeah, no banging into you yeah, and no, stuff. No, so, but no, we always—that's no, not going to happen. We always left early. Um, <laughs> no, no, get, to get there because oh, we would get, stop okay, on the way to get, there. to get there. We would stop on the way. Pick up an ironing board. No, that oh. Cody had already gotten the one, mm-hmm. so I couldn't pick up <laughs> ours. It was gone already. Um, and we would stop at uh, like a sandwich place, pick up a bunch because uh, of food. We didn't eat a lot, so we didn't have to do what a lot of people do. I mean, you've got like 10, 15 people in a group. There's a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Everyone brings a little bit. We just picked up a few sandwiches, and we sat uh, in you know, our two little spots next to a one of the walking paths on the edge of one of the lawn sections. We didn't have to be up close. We could walk up to, like Cody said... I mean, you well, know, we, he uh, was he was further up, up so we could walk what? up to what, where what the you, pavilion what is. What do you be up close to? Well, because if you sit in front of one of the speakers, because there are speakers throughout the entire park, uh-huh. and they're great speakers, right, yeah. Cody? They they sounded phenomenal. I yeah. mean, you, you really you might as well have been like fifty feet closer in the actual seats watching, because it it the sound system was incredible. Yeah, so you could sit the furthest back away, in front of one of the speakers, listen to the music. If you want to get up and look at the performers, depending what concert you go to, you can walk all the way up and stand at the back of the pavilion and look in, and there are TV screens on either side of the walls of the pavilion up by the stage, so you can, if you can't see over someone in front of you, you got no problem, you can see over everyone. Sure. Uh, you could look at the monitors. They don't have monitors out in the grass areas for every concert. Right, Only I'm, I'm looking at the Ravinia, and it's Ravinia.org. I'm looking, and some, uh, they do say when they're going to have the lawn screen, or the screen. So the they screens, had it right. For, they had it for Chicago. Sarah McLaughlin is tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and then Nickelback will have, Cody, the lawn screen. Oh, good. Nickelback well, will be there to rock you part like of, a hurricane. Part of what brought this. <laughs> Even though that's, uh, that's, that's uh, the Scorpions. Def Leppard, or Scorpions. <laughs> part of what brought this on is when I was at NerdFest, when I was out at Gen Con, Casey had a couple friends in town, and she went and saw Ringo Starr. And the beach and the Incredibles or whatever his group is called, but sure. uh, the opener was the Beach Boys, and she said that the lawn was sold out for that, so it was really yes. packed. Right, but she was able. You're still able to kind of go around and hang out and have fun, and she could walk up and go see Ringo Starr. She saw a Beetle. Okay. Yeah. And now, and... well, the the well, I was gonna say the worst thing about that is now uh, we have to go see uh, the the other living beetle that it's performs paul that's paul mccartney now and we i have... saw him and it is definitely worth seeing right that's the thing so we have to do that apparently to cleanse the cleanse the palate uh of the ringo star performance which i guess was a little bit underwhelming oh really he sang a lot of 80s covers like a lot of bad 80s like really wrigleyville bar covers oh no yeah i don't like, want to hear that love isn't always on time toe the line literally ugh <laughs> Yikes! Wow! So, sorry, Roger. I think I cut you off. There. No, that's all right. No. no we're all, oh, I see. I'm yeah. listening. Because I, mean, I, I knew a lot of people who went to that concert, and they said, "Oh, look, it's Ringo." But then they praised the Beach Boys 
playing their their music. That's what she you know said. What I'm saying? She said the Beach Boys were super fun. Everybody's yeah. up and dancing because I'm like, how can you not have fun at the Beach Boys? Yeah, we uh, every year we would do about ten concerts. We'd look through the uh, the brochure they send out ahead of time. And we'd pick 10 concerts we'd want to go to, and one of the concerts we'd pick where we would actually pay a little extra to sit in the pavilion. And Ooh. one year, we sat and watched the Beach Boys. I can't remember who opened for them, but, uh, because it was quite some time ago. But we had a blast. We were up, we were dancing, we all were right, singing along. Right. It was wonderful. And we've been on the lawn before. You walk around, they have food all over the place. But and they have a lot of different... You just tell me you bring your food. What, what am I doing? That's the right way to do it. For, bringing your own for, food. You can bring your own food. I see but you can we buy would fried go, chicken there. We would go and have our our treats at the end. She would go get some ice cream. at the, oh, There's this beautiful. big pavilion for ice cream. I would get some espresso with uh, maybe a little fudge bar or something. People are fascinated by your dietary needs, Roger. Of course. But, uh, can we and they get have there? a lot of beer. Can we different get there by 7.30? Because huh? Chicago is playing tonight. Can you can bet, get, get there at time? Can we get there by 7.30? Hey, if uh, we hop on the Metra, it yeah. drops you off right there. Yeah, right, right. there I mean, at the entrance. Let's yeah. go. Cody, run down, to the, uh, run down to the bodega across the street. Get us four bottles of wine and some charcuterie. And we'll zip off. There you go. Roger has, work, Roger has to work the rest of the night. I got to work the rest, that's yeah. That's unfortunate. Well, live I saw Chicago it. a number of years ago when they played over on the um, uh, where Meg's uh, field used to be. Northerly Island? Northerly Island, okay. yeah. On Chica- and I have, to, I have to drop this anecdote. Please. On Chicago's 50th anniversary vinyl, their record, mm-hmm. on the back of it they have a list of all the venues that they performed, like all the live shows they yeah, did, yeah. their first ones. The very first one is the Stardust Lounge in Rockford, Illinois. That was really? My, that was my Grandpa Jerry's bar. Wow. wow! Yeah, the very first one on their album. Uh, yeah, Jay they got ran pictures that. up all over the place and everything when, from when they appeared there. So the Stardust has been closed for many years oh, now. Oh, I'm but, sorry. Uh, but during no, no, it's uh, my my <laughs> grandpa did very uh, well for himself as a as a businessman. Uh, but Stardust, but the Stardust was was the big Rockford thing, and it was a very big nice. deal. And that Chicago's yeah, their first thing. Well, uh, we're getting a text saying people love it and. Text saying people do not enjoy it, that it's it too crowded and people are will not make room for you. They talk during the whole show, uh, which, see, again, if you're not looking at a band, I don't want to pay 60 bucks to sit on the grass and not hear somebody. Do you know how much the CSO was? I have no idea. 10 bucks. Yep. I'd pay 10 bucks. Yeah. You know. Dude. I go to, listen, and I don't mind sitting on a lawn. I'm not, I'm not a snob because when I go to some of the concerts at some of the... Uh, you know, amphitheaters around here, I always buy lawn seats. And I bring in my little uh, beach chair, and I sit on the on the lawn. But you know the difference? I'm staring right at the band, staring at them. And that's fine. It is fine. I will admit. Because I don't pay 60 bucks to listen to my radio. I will admit. Uh, the last time we went there a lot, I brought my computer with me. And I, I, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, because I Facebook my review. Uh, right. My reviews of the acts, All right. and and I found there are some plugs uh. along some trees that are there that you could plug in and get your power, and they have free Wi-Fi, and so I was doing that. But my one of my big complaints is, and I agree with you, when there are larger groups of people who decide they want to have a party, yes. and they want to have it 
there mm -hmm. as opposed to wanting to be there for the music. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree with you. The noise from the chatter can be a little too much. Case That's closed. why you get up and you walk around nope. and you enjoy the scenery. You enjoy the people. If you I enjoy the walk music. If I and enjoy the scenery, I'll go to the woods. All right, fine. I will wander like Cain from Kung Fu <laughs> across the land fighting With a little, battles. A little yes, bedpack on your back. I will backpack. I will have yeah. a stick that I will hit people with. <laughs> I will solve the nation's problems. Okay. We should break, Cody, but my point is <laughs> I'm, I don't need to wander. Uh, not all who wander are lost. Not all who wander can't see the band. That's all. All right. I'm glad you had fun, though, Cody. Good for you. We'll talk uh, We'll talk a little bit about party schools. we got a lot to get to, and we only have about eight minutes to do it. We only have a couple minutes left. Then we will say hello to Karen Conti, who is coming up <clears throat> at 7 o'clock. But I, sat, I saw this today, and uh, every year the uh, Princeton Review puts out a list of colleges for the incoming freshmen or for people who are looking for colleges. Oh, the best this, the best uh, professors, the best learning. And one of the categories they always put is the biggest party school. Now, Roger and I uh, went to Southern. That back in the uh, back in the day was one of the biggest party schools, mm -hmm. allegedly. Voted by Playboy magazine. Yeah, but I went to I went to visit friends at other colleges, mm -hmm. and they partied just as hard. Now, Karen, you went to uh, welcome first of all. Good to see you. Hi, Brian. I went to Northern, Northern which Illinois. Was also th deemed to be somewhat of a party school. I was say, my best friend went to Northern. I went to visit him. Uh, they were partying just as hard. Except people went home on the weekends quite ah, a bit because it was so close. Okay. So, you know, maybe one out of four, you'd have a good party weekend. <laughs> well, uh, the top five party schools came out. Now, last year, uh, Tulane University, where uh, my daughter went, was voted the top party school. Which doesn't make, as a parent, when you're paying that kind of money, doesn't make you happy that that's the big uh, reputation that your school has. It's like, oh, no, uh, you know, because Princeton Review also lists what the tuition is. Well... The bad news is, for Tulane students, they dropped to number five. Uh, when I told my daughter that, I texted her this morning. I said, bad news, you're no longer the top party school. She wants to give her diplomas back. She's not happy. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I would be happy if I was a parent of an incoming freshman that that was the case. The top party school in the country, Syracuse University. Oh. And they base this on drug and alcohol use. Uh, and it was... Uh, 140,000 students were asked. So these are actually the students giving the answers, and then they take those numbers. So Syracuse University, number one, University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa, which you figure if you're in Alabama, you really need to drink anyway because well, you're in Alabama. Uh, number three was University of Delaware. West Virginia University was number four. And Tulane University, uh, number five. Rounding out the top ten, University of California at Santa Barbara, Colgate, Wake Forest, Bucknell, and the University of Rhode Island. So you're paying a lot of money to send your kids to these schools so they can just party. Is it true, Brian, that at Tulane, the school actually provides you with a one sort of get-out-of-jail-free card, and they provide an attorney for you if you get into some kind of trouble? They do have a service that you can you can call, thankfully. And, uh, can well, you believe that? A, That's unbelievable. Well, it's because, and I think it's this way with a lot of college towns, the college students and the locals don't always blend and so sometimes you might get overzealous law enforcement who's targeting college kids uh i don't think this i don't think this works if you're i think it's like if you get caught in a bar underage drinking i don't think it's you know if you're defacing 
something in town, they don't have somebody to help you. If you if you're committing, you know, robbery or something like that, I think it's if you get if you're somewhere and you're you know you get caught drinking, they will provide somebody to help get you out and you know move along. It's not it's not as uh, all encompassing as get out of jail free. Let's take a quick break. Then we'll come back. We'll find out what Karen is doing on her show. Uh, Roger, are you upset that Southern no longer on the list? I'm very upset. All right. Well, maybe we'll... You know what? Let's drive down there. Yeah. And let's uh, just tear a wide swath through Carbondale. Maybe get us back on a list. Not too wide. It's not that big of a town, Not anymore. Yeah, right. There's nowhere really to party. All right. We'll find out what Karen's got. We'll do that right after this. 720 WGN. Thanks for listening and being part of the program. After the news, Karen Conti will be here. Hello, Karen. Hello, Brian. We say hello again. Uh, So... A uh, lot of things going on this week. Are oh, you, my gosh. Are you delving into any conspiracy theories? With Jeffrey Epstein? With Jeffrey Epstein. You know, there, if you look at this wiki, read his wiki, because wiki, I think, is pretty dependable. Okay. Uh, he's had some connections with the government. I mean, there is some idea that he might have had connections with the government, but a foreign agent. But read it and tell me if you're getting right. the same message. You know, there are a lot of people who wanted him dead, including probably himself. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but I just don't understand how he was under suicide watch, and then he's not, and then all of a sudden he committed suicide. How did he commit suicide? I want to hear what implements he used. Why were they, was he given those implements? Yeah. Who was not, who was not watching out for him? It makes I, no sense. I read an interesting piece on CNN today from, a, from an attorney who's represented uh, people who, he said, unfortunately, have committed suicide in jail. And they... The whole the whole thing about being on suicide watch and then they deem that the crisis is over, but then they move them to the isolation wing, which, according to studies, is worse because now you're by yourself for 23 hours. And he said, while it's easy to kind of come up with conspiracy theories, usually it comes down to just negligence and the people at the Bureau of Prisons not doing their job. Right. And something gets by. Yeah. You know, but it, sometimes it's fun to uh, it's fun for us to. To speculate have conspiracy yeah. theories uh, i don't because think so certain many, people should be tweeting conspiracy yeah, theories but there's so many big names here you know uh, w- involved or people who knew this guy and flew on his jet and and donated money he donated money to different causes and people and you know you can make a lot out of it yeah so I, I'm sure you'll touch on that a little. What else you got on the show? I have um, I have two guests, really. One, I'm talking to uh, a guy who made, he created the test that Donald Trump took, and that was the test to determine whether you have early onset of dementia. Oh, you remember okay. that, where he said, yes. I took the test and I scored took perfectly? And we're not going to talk about Donald Trump, and we're not going to talk about his mental state. But when we have so many people uh, running for office, yes. for presidency, who are could be collecting Social Security, right. we want to know what, what age is too old to be president and we're going to talk to him about early signs of dementia what's the difference between alzheimer's and dementia and the like very so, good and then we're going to be talking to an author of a book called manson exposed Ooh. in light of the 50th anniversary yeah. of the tate lock bianca um murders which was friday and we're going to talk about um his involvement with uh charlie manson and how he actually was involved with the beatles and what their take was on him it's amazing 50 years later that yes. he is still such a fascinating character he is. Unbelievable. And everyone forgets, he never murdered anyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He just orchestrated it. That's right. Well, it sounds fascinating. We will be listening. Thanks. Okay. Good Thanks. to see Bye you. and take care. We will talk to you later. Chicago Stories Told 24-7 on 720 WGN Chicago. Smart speaker users, just say play WGN Radio on TuneIn. It is a little after 7 o'clock in the p.m. That means it's time to go to the newsroom. Hello, Roger Batty.